Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hello, I'm Scott Soshnick. And I'm Evan Novi williams and this is the darker side of sports betting, sports business podcast, The Sportacast. Oh, so ominous, Evan, so ominous. Well, I, I love this topic, by the way, because... Right away, like when, when you're an American and you're not really uh, really well-versed in sports betting, I mean, that was several years ago, but you heard about the, the integrity of it all, like the integrity monitoring. I love this because it can go in so many different ways. And if you're going to talk about the integrity monitoring and, and sports betting, you might as well have Andreas Kronich, Managing Director, Integrity Services, at uh, our friends at Sport Radar and good friend of the program, Karsten Carl, the CEO. Uh, you know, we know Carlson well. So, Andreas, thanks for, for taking some time and joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right. So, so Eben, you said the darker side. I, I'm curious, Andreas, are, are you okay with that opening by Mr. Novi <laughs> Williams, the darker side of sports betting? Are, are you considering the, the guy who monitors the darker side of sports betting? How, how would you have teed this up? Um, yeah, of course, it, it, it uh, explains the problem a little bit, but it's not the dark side of betting. It's just the advantage that criminals are taking out of the, the beauty of, of, of betting. Yeah, and, and this is critical to understand. If a match is manipulated for betting purposes, uh, there are always three victims. The fan who is expecting a fair, a fair competition, um, uh, the bookmaker who has to make the payout, and the sports is losing the, the credibility. And therefore, yeah, it's, it's, it's not the, the betting is only a vehicle for criminal activities. Yeah. How scared, and I think that's the right word, how scared are sports leagues, particularly the U.S. leagues who are sort of new to this, of scandal? We saw the NBA had a referee issue with Tim Donahue years ago, and I know we saw how how quickly they worked to make sure the word I kept hearing, this was a rogue. This was one man, a rogue, one person. Uh, but how scared are the U.S. sports leagues of anything that would sniff of criminal activity associated with their brands and their leagues? I'm not in the shoes of the U.S. leagues, but and my personal background is in German soccer. I worked 10 years for the German uh, Soccer Association, um, and and we, we face the same Problematic in 2004 uh, with a, a referee manipulating or several ma referees manipulating uh, soccer matches in Germany. Yeah. And of course, the reputational um, damage is, is massive. And uh, as a professional sport, if you re really want to, to uh, guarantee attractive uh, competitions, um, you, you cannot have, you cannot afford to have one, one scandal. 
And what we see from, from our, we are now since 17 years, 18 years in this, let's say, industry to fight betting-related manipulation. And what we see now, COVID-19 is a game changer. Yeah, this is uh, it's putting gasoline into the fire. Uh, why? Because um, most sports around the globe are now in financial troubles. And uh, if players, referees, officials, the stakeholders of sport, if they are not paid on a regular basis, they will get vulnerable. Yeah. So it's much easier for metrics for criminals, whether they are lonely wolves or organized crime groups, to uh, approach successfully, um, let, let's say, sports stakeholders to, to fix matches. Can you give us, Andreas, a sense for, for our listeners, what your team, what the makeup is and what exactly you guys are kind of doing on a, on a daily basis? I think last time we talked, you had about 100, 110 people working underneath you. And that includes data scientists, that's investigators, people that are scanning social media. What exactly, if you could break it out, what exactly is the work that Sport Radar does here on, on this topic? To, to, to simplify it, uh, betting-related manipulation is the same like insider trading on the stock exchange. Someone knows up front the outcome of a match and is putting money on it. Yeah, And this does not mean it must be that you have to deliberately lose a match. You can just manipulate part of it. Give you an example in tennis. The best example, it's, it's very easy to, 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 to understand also for, for, for your listeners, is uh, a tennis match where an outsider is playing, playing a favorite. Yeah. Uh, it's expected that the favorite will win and clear two sets, but he deliberately lose the first set and put money on it. Yeah, yeah he has a nice excuses afterwards and saying, "Oh, I was not uh, in a good mood at the beginning. I had a bad day before." Blah blah blah. Yeah, but he's killing two words with one stone. He's qualified for the next round and he made some extra money. What we are doing is um, we are monitoring the global betting industry. It's uh, we are looking in all the. In all bookmakers, whether they are regulated or unregulated, licensed, black market operators, and we see their odds changes. And from over 300 bookmakers, uh, we also have the betting stakes. So we know, know with the timestamp uh, when a specific bet was placed. And we are doing this now since 17 years. We are a tech company. We developed with uh, based on artificial intelligence, pattern analysis. And what you need to understand is we are processing more than 30 billion odds changes uh, a year, this cannot be done manually. Yeah? Even if I have a team of 60 very experienced uh, senior betting analysts, it's impossible. Therefore, you need a powerful database with the underlying technology to, 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 to filter the inv available information in real time and then to look after the alerts which the system is set setting. Only also to, to understand the sit system itself, more than two, 2 million alerts per year that we then with the team have to qualify and identify to, to filter down which are the real uh, suspicious matches. So wh which of those alerts, what's the percentage of alerts that, that results in something that you believe warrants further investigation? Um, from, from this 2 million uh, uh, alerts per year, last year we had 900 manipulated matches where I put the hand into the fire that they were definitely manipulated. Yeah, and this is an that's increase. A lot. A, that's a lot. And we, we, we cannot afford to have a so-called false positive that we say, okay, a match is manipulated and maybe it's not. Because we, we, um, if we accuse to, a match to be, to be suspicious, yeah, we, we must be 100% sure. Otherwise, we will discredit our work and we will risk, for instance, that a specific team that might be involved was not involved. Yeah, you can imagine how the, the, the potential um, uh, uh, 
collateral damage with with regard to the brand, um, and and this is something we cannot afford. So the real number will definitely be higher. And, and Andreas, walk once you get the alert, walk us through kind of the next steps. Is it immediately telling the governing body, "Hey, we saw this"? Is it getting in Interpol or Europol involved? Is it your own investigators kind of doing their own thing? What what, what happens after you have an alert that you think is credible? What are kind of the next steps for, it's, for you guys? It's it's a standardized process, and and also to make sure that we always have the same quality level. Um, usually, <clears throat> what our process always is to find a good reason why a match is not manipulated. Yeah, so we really filter this down like a, pure, a pyramid, and um, find the reason what what happened on the pitch. Was there any injuries? Was uh, someone sent off? Was there any any rumors with the, with with the team substitutions whatsoever? Yeah, um, uh, winter uh, uh, snowstorm, which is changing, of course, also the, the landscape. But there are plenty of of good arguments, and usually this takes. 48 hours before we then talk to the respective sport and or uh, on behalf of the sport also directly talking to police and law enforcement. And then we start with the, oh, if and, and regularly, usually um, the, the police is then also asking us with our own investigative opportunities to provide further meat to the bone. Yeah, Who, who are the culprits? Where's the smoking gun? We are good in this. I have a team of... 50 investigators coming from the world of uh, counterterrorism, financial fraud, military defense, um, um, name it, investigative journalists. People you and don't want poking around. <laughs> no, and, and no, but the, the good thing is they are extremely strong in um, so-called open source intelligence, everything which is publicly available in the internet, which is much more than what you can Google or find with a Yahoo or Bing search machine. 90 Seven percent of the internet that that which is nowadays existing, you and I cannot uh, research. Yeah, and you need specific tools. We are a tech company. We we have this available, and the guys coming from the world of military defense, and we have the technology available to identify this. I, I think Andreas, I think you could train somebody like Eben. You know, he as a good, a great. Sorry, I'm going to upgrade him to as a great journalist. He likes to <laughs> snoop. He is curious. He's aggressive. I think he could be one of your investigators. No, don't you think like a good investigative journalist might work work on your staff? Absolutely, absolutely, definitely. The the precondition is that um, that the, the guys are young, relatively young. They should not be much older than thirty because then you are not hyper digital. Yeah, and to to understand the 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 uh, the dark web, how to how to navigate there, it's not rocket science. But you need technology and you need the experience. And therefore, as I just mentioned, we are also we have also investigative journalists in our team. Yeah. So which which sport has the most alerts? I mean, I keep seeing tennis pop up. Got it. I tennis. was amazed. Yeah, I was amazed years ago when there was bidding for rights to to tennis. And then I learned that it was so valuable because there were so many matches around the world, even down to the juniors. There were so many matches around the world that what the betting houses valued was live event because that's what would get bet on more than anything that was on tape or, or anything like that, obviously. So tennis, and then because it was down in the juniors, it seemed like it was ripe for malfeasance. Is tennis the the number one sport where the, where let's just say the funny stuff occurs? Uh, no, <laughs> the funny stuff. That's cool. Um, no, it's it's uh, soccer. It's soccer. Why? It's soccer. Um, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, why? Because at the end of the day, you have to put yourself into the shoes of the of the criminals. They always want to optimize their earnings, 
And soccer, from from a betting interest global globally, it's by far sport number one. Yeah, and of course tennis is unfortunately also in the top five of of manipulated uh, uh, sports. And it, of course it's much easier because you only have one umpire and two players. Yeah, and uh, but uh, uh, you get it right. It's sometimes it's youth competitions. But you also have the big tournaments, big ATP and WTA tournaments, which are effective. Because what I tried to explain in the beginning is you do not have to fix the end. You do not have to live deliberately lose. You can just fix a part of the match, what is called spot fixing, and, and, uh, uh, and, and are still, let's say, winning the match. Right. I heard a story where, one, it, it was a, an umpire, and I don't know if people understand this, that the umpire sitting on the chair, they're not just looking at the lines to see, you know, what, whether it's in or out. They actually input the data from the match that gets Absolutely. sent out to the world. But I, I don't know if people understand that they have, you know, the electronic means sitting. And that's one of the things that they do, one of the major things that they do. So an umpire was delaying the input. So that was obviously creating opportunity for somebody uh, on the other side. Now, that, that, that's diabolical to me. I get it. But what it, what is the most sophisticated operation that you have seen? And, and as be as granular as you can, what's the most sophisticated operation that you've seen in terms of sports betting? You mean with regard to fixing? Fixing or, to fixing, or, yes. Yeah, yeah, to fixing. Or it's um, if you talk about soccer, but it's not soccer is not so prominent uh, in in the US. But uh, in, in soccer, we have seen uh, uh, a team which was dominating. The match. It was already the 82nd uh, out of 90 minutes, and they were 2 0 up. And uh, we looked into the odds, we looked into the money flow into the market, and there was clear evidence that they will lose the match. Yeah. They, the, their opponent, <laughs> their opponent, they even not, they even not had one attempt, not, not one shot on goal in the, in the entire match so far. And, and then in the final eight minutes, they, they scored three goals. Yeah, it was in the 93rd minute when they, the, the, okay. the third goal was scored. But if you see it, how it's orchestrated, it's, it's, it's shocking. But we have also seen what, what was also, um, yeah, really frustrating for me to see it on, on a high level, uh, a tennis tournament. There was a very prominent player and he was, uh, several years ago, but he was uh, back in the days, he was even a top 10 player. He was used he, with the bookmakers. He, he had a reputation. He was not his first sets in uh, tournaments were not offered for betting because he had he had the tendency to throw them away and to deliberately lose and he was on a blacklist for for many many years for bookmakers. I, I think Andreas, the, the thing that's so interesting about the the tennis example, what you're saying about how it doesn't have to be the the outcome of the match; it can be something more granular. I, I, I think is is something that that a lot of media get wrong about about this world that you're in. And, and I'll give an example that, that a lot of people give, which is imagine a world, which I don't think we're that far away from in baseball, where you can bet balls and strikes. Say a pitcher before the game tells his friends, first in, or third inning, first pitch, it's going to be a ball, right? It's absolutely in, undetectable if you're just thinking about it from a sports standpoint. But correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like you guys pick that up immediately on the other side, right? So it's not, it doesn't have to be detect detectable on the field, but if you see accounts where there are 100% of the time they're getting the, a first pitch right for this pitcher, or you see abnormal amounts of volume on that single market relative to all the others, that seems like a way in which 
that scheme, which seems so easy and undetectable, is actually maybe extremely detectable given the seat that you're sitting in. Absolutely, absolutely. You uh, um, you you described it perf uh, perfectly. Um, at the end of the day, it it always depends how smart criminals are, yeah, uh, and uh, how greedy they are. If it's all about the money, if someone is only wagering, let's say, ten dollar, yeah, you will not detect anything. But they think, hey, this is an opportunity, and of course, they are taking a risk. And if you if you're taking a risk, you you want to have a return of investment, and uh, therefore you say, okay, this is we do it now. Why not five thousand? Why not ten thousand? And uh, then out of a sudden, um, an alarm bell starts ringing. Yeah, it's not more pocket theft. It's, it's getting real serious business, and this is what we what we uh, uh, identify. And the system is it's learning. It's a self learning mechanism that we have. We we identify patterns how it is happening, how the money. Is then also distributed on with, with different accounts with different bookmakers, yeah, just to stay under the radar of sport radar. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, if, of course, it's always um, how do you say you have the, uh, this uh, hare and hedgehog game, yeah, where someone who is first. But but we're getting better and better. And, uh, and uh, as as always with criminal activities, you have no guarantee that you detect everything. But I think we have a quite good. Uh, a number of, of uh, activities that we identify. So, so I want to ask you about your role kind of within the, the larger sport radar umbrella, a, a multi-billion dollar market cap company specializes in, in data and media, sports, gambling, all of that. I, I take it your, your team probably does not generate a lot of money on its own. How do you guys think about the, the importance of what you're doing relative to the money-making parts of, of the company? Is, is Integrity Services a loss leader? Is it kind of drumming yeah. up business indirectly? Kind of, what do you think about the, the, the kind of the financial role that you guys play in the broader sport radar ecosystem? Yeah, even again, uh, you you summarized it perfectly, and this is my, this is my this is my destiny. Um, I'm the loss maker. <laughs> no, um, integrity is an important topic, but, unfo <laughs> but unfortunately, but unfortunately, um, a lot of sports are not really willing to pay on and, and spend money on this, and therefore we decided uh, already starting in, in 2004 when Sportweather was still in in, in, in a startup um, that this is our contribution. It's a, it's um, matrixing is a cancer, and the bigger it gets, the more it undermines also the credibility of a specific sport. We re remember back in the days talking about soccer again, um, the Chinese professional soccer league, first division. They complete. They were highly professional. They had uh, important uh, sp uh, sponsor. I think it was Siemens at this uh, time. But they were so corrupt that no spectators, no fans. Uh, were coming to the stadium anymore, and they completely shut down the entire league because match fixing was so dominant. Uh, and and uh, this is an extreme example, but this it's our contribution. It's our contribution. We want to, and and we also want to support sport governing bodies to educate them because what we learned, what started back in the days with the German soccer uh, match fixing case, he was a referee. Um, what we learned from us, and we were still astonished how how um, complex this betting topic, betting match fixing topic is for sport, but also for police and law enforcement. And therefore, it's our really our contribution to educate, not only to detect and investigate, but also to educate, raise awareness, and also to be a deterrent. Yeah, Making people aware, it's not just an easy thing that you get away with. Yeah, And, and therefore, yeah, it, I'm the loss maker. 
but it's an important thing. It, it's a clear commitment from Sportradar to to the world of of a clear. Well, I, I want to see Andreas with a T-shirt next time that says "I'm the loss maker." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I already have it. I already have I it. Heart, I heart New York on the front. I'm the loss maker on the back. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, absolutely. No, it's it, it, it's it's a, it's essential that we are doing that. Yeah, and uh, um, uh, even uh, mentioned this in the beginning. I have 120 people working on uh, globally in seven different locations, 24 seven. Um, in, in Asia, in Europe, in, in, in Minneapolis here in the US, we are in, in New York um, and, and uh, we are in Montevideo, in Sydney, in Melbourne, because it's a global business. You need to speak to the, you have to understand the culture of betting and you have to speak to the bookmakers in the specific reason, whether they are licensed or unlicensed. You need to understand what is the next trend. Yeah. And therefore, it's, it's also a thrilling uh, uh, challenge and, and, uh, even after 14 years, I see I'm always a positive thinker and I see that uh, without this contribution, yeah, we will never ever be able to, to uh, at least uh, mitigate the risk a little bit. Uh, Andreas, I'm going to say you're at a disadvantage in this because in essence, you're fighting crime, right? You know when the DEA and, all, and, the, and the drug fighting agencies make a huge bust they get to have that press conference where all the drugs are piled high on the table, <laughs> right? They make a dog and pony show out of, look what we did. Like we took this out of, what do you get to? You make a huge bust. There's, there's no dog and pony show. That doesn't seem very fair. This is a nice idea. I will talk with my, um, with my media colleagues about it now, but be, be serious. Um, we are not here for the next headline. Yeah? Uh, we are supporting concrete investigations. And uh, in investigations, uh, they, they should not be in the public domain because otherwise you will not be uh, successful. And of course, there's we do not have drugs, we do not have weapons that we can show, and and we do not have money because we are we are not uh, collecting it. And, and and we are happy also to only to support because we are also um, this this is a, a serious crime business, and we uh, we do not want to be in the forefront. I, I certainly understand that the, the big, big leagues obviously love what you guys are doing. They care so much about the integrity of, of what they're doing. Do you ever get pushback from, from smaller federations for whom they maybe recognize that even if they're not involved in the match fixing themselves, that there is popularity eyeballs, people maybe watching their games more than they would um, because there's so much gambling interest in it. I'm curious if, if you ever kind of meet resistance from the smaller, the groups that probably need your help the most because they're afraid of kind of what happens if you if you take the gambling out of the games entirely. Um, yes and no. Um, it's 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 definitely uh, something that we that we face, but mainly due to the financial resources, the missing financial resources for for these smaller sports, and the missing um, let's say um, governance. Yeah, and not blaming them. They they do not have the infrastructure like the big leagues. They do not have the the, the necessary experience stuff on the legal side, on the compliance side, to set up real the, the, the powerful rules and regulations to, to control this problematic. Even if they have dynamics in case, how to prosecute if you do not have the necessary rules and regulations in place. Yeah, and therefore, um, and this is a reason why um, since last year, we are, we are offering now our monitoring system to all sports on the global scale for free. Yeah, to, to, to enable in particular, the smaller sports to to uh, to invest 
into this topic of integrity because they will not run away. They, they will not uh, get away with this. It's match match fixers are looking actively for opportunities, and if they identify that there is a sport with a poor uh, governance, yeah, and where they they the the the, the infrastructure is not well set up and they are not looking into this. Hey, for them, it's an open door. It's an invitation. Just take the money out. And and this is the, the clear trend in particular in, in, in uh, now in the COVID time where so many opportunities for, for match fixes due to the vulnerability of sport uh, are coming up. They, are, they, they, they look into especially those, uh, this, those sports and leagues and federations. I know you guys are looking at, at, at line movement from legalized sports books, from, from gray area, black market sports books. I'm curious if you see more, is there more fraud in the, in the illegal black market world than there is in the, in the, in the, in the kind of the, the regulated world? Um, Cause certainly I know people in the U S are, are kind of thinking about that as well as, as they start to think about, you know, the, the, the potential fraud that could happen here in, in, in America. Yeah. Um, first of all, it's always good to have a regulated market, yeah, because then you have a frame set, which uh, also is an incentive for the licensed bookmakers to communicate any kind of information that they get, any any kind of suspiciousness. Yeah. If you do not have this proper regulation, what, what is the motiv motivation? I'm talking about. I'm coming from Germany, and in, in Germany we have a poorly regulated market. So the, the the bookmakers, even if they detect something, where's the regulatory authority? Where's the frames at the legal setup to 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 inform? But what is important to understand: the bookmaker is also a victim of the fixing because he has to make the payouts, and this is independent whether you are a black market operator or properly licensed one. Yeah. At the end of the day, you have to. Um, you, you have to, to, to make the payout. But these purely regulated bookmakers, in particular in Asia, uh, there are reasons why they're, they're, they have a poor regulation, but these purely or unlicensed uh, bookmakers in Asia, um, they, are, um, they are the preferred, at, at least in soccer, they are the preferred um, places where the, the metrics would go to place their money. Yeah, because they, they know your customer system is not existing. Yeah, this it's uh, it's uh, what we call an agent system, and it's it's um, facilitating it's facilitating uh, opportunities for for match fixing. They are not involved, but the way of they set up they they are very attractive for the match fixers to place the money. I meant to mention this earlier. I find it totally fascinating that that the work that you're doing uh, is coming kind of underneath a company that does a lot of commercial work in the same world. Um, it feels different to me than, and maybe I'm totally wrong about this, but do big banks participate in like securities fraud investigation in the same way? I mean, it, it, part of this feels like there should be a international, you know, body that is doing the, 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 the gambling fraud investigations in addition to companies like sport radar that obviously have an interest in, in this, in this area being, uh, being free of fraud. But it is interesting to me that it feels like you guys are, are one of the leaders in this world. But that in, in other types of fraud, like insurance fraud or securities fraud, it doesn't seem like companies are the, 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 the companies themselves are kind of leading the charge in the same way. Am I wrong about that? No, 100 percent. And this is a really a cynical situation. Um, if you Google the Internet uh, uh, or such the Internet, you will find dozens of uh, uh, anti-match fixing conferences, workshops or whatever. There's so much talk, but uh, no one is investigating. Yeah. And this is really shocking to see. Um, uh, some, some um, let's say, international and national police forces are taking a strong stance 
and and they are they, they are active, but the vast majority is just talk. Yeah, and and you recycle you. If I go to one of those conferences, you you see the same speeches, the same statements recycled ten, from ten years ago. Oh, we have to do something, in, information exchange and blah blah blah. But at the end of the day, what is happening? Where are the concrete cases which are investigated and follow up? Yeah, where are the criminal organizations that are infiltrated that which are stopped? It's not happening. Yeah, or not on a bigger scale. Some countries are a little bit more active. Yeah, and uh, and and uh, you also have been, we also supported something here in the US. I can go too much into the details, but there are positive examples. But the vast majority, in particular, on the on the public level, and is is, is just uh, lip services and and a lot of talk. Uh, Andreas, I'm going to close with this. Is it possible for Sport Radar to turn its integrity services onto this very program? Because you have, on three occasions, and I'm looking at my little time here, 27 minutes and 46 seconds, told Eben that he was spot on and correct about something. <laughs> Do you know the odds of Eben being that right on three different you know things in 27 minutes. I mean, I, I need to look into whether people are, you are saying I paid Andreas. Hour. We fixed I'm, the conversation. Exactly, is that what you're saying? Yeah, 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 I'm saying yeah, yeah, that perhaps yeah. this conversation is not on the up and up. That's what I'm saying. No, yeah, no, you're uh, guilty. You're spot on. Um, but uh, we, uh, I had a deal with Eben, and he's paying my beers tonight. <laughs> All right. I, th- I, I knew something must red, have been red-handed. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Andreas yeah, yeah, Kranich, yeah. Managing Director, Integrity Services at Sport Radar. Thanks so much for joining us. I, 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 I'm fascinated how this world works, and I'm sure there's still a whole bunch that we don't understand or don't see or don't know, but uh, I'm glad somebody's out there doing the sleuthing, and, and that's you. So thanks so much. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Got to say, Eben, fascinated by the whole world of match fixing and, and, and tracking it down and, and proving. I'm, I'm fascinated, but I'm going to go macro on you. Here's a big question. And this is what, I mean, the leagues do this and care so much because they feel like a scandal would result in people not watching, not going. Not, I mean, that's, that's the end game, right? You want to you prevent that. We saw Tim Donahue. There was no prolonged effect on the NBA. Um, let's just say there was a, a match fixing scandal in the NFL. Do you believe there would be any long-term hit to the NFL? Like I'm saying one, if there's one a week, then I think you have a problem, but what would it take for people and this goes back to the story I've told a million times about the yelling out of the cab. Like they, they care so much. We know this. What would it take for people to say, that's it. I'm done. I'm not watching it. I'm not going. I'm not betting on it. Yeah, I think it's a good question, Scott, because one, we've seen, and and this is not match fixing necessarily, we've seen in the past couple of years, a few prominent athletes in, or maybe not prominent, but a few athletes, NFL athletes, MLS athletes who have been caught betting on games. Um, and that is not, I, don't, I would argue that has not moved the needle even in the, in the smallest bit. I think it would take a a big, and, and Donahue in some ways was this, but it would take a big kind of widespread thing in which it wasn't just a single game or a single kick that the kicker missed. I think it would take like some kind of widespread multi-game, maybe multi-season or multi-team kind of thing for I'm it. Not to, even sure that would do it, frankly. And honestly, <laughs> maybe, maybe it wouldn't. And 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 maybe the NFL is a bad example because maybe they're just too big to fail from a public standpoint right now. But maybe it would have a ramification if it was a if it was a smaller league. 
Um, but yeah, I think I think it's a, a perfectly worthwhile question to ask. Andreas gave that example of I think it was it was in China, right? A, a Chinese league that actually did kind of lose it, fan interest and lose a lot of its commercial value when when it came when it came out that a lot of the games were fixed. I think even if there was some big problem in the NFL, we're never going to have. I don't think we'll ever get to a point where people think the majority of games are fixed or that it is a kind of a consistent part or a feature of the league as opposed to a bug. Um, but I do think it's a, an interesting question. And Scott, one of my takeaways, I, I, I again, I, I'm kind of fascinated by the fact that 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 groups like this at, at Sport Radar, and and we know, you know, Genius Sports has has a similar uh, it, it investigative arm. It's fascinating to me that that companies are are kind of the driving force here. That in a lot of other financial crime, we have the SEC, and we have you know the Financial Crimes Enforcement Bureau. There's a lot of types of fraud in which the government agencies and law enforcement agencies play a really big role. And match fixing just honestly doesn't seem like it is one of those areas. And and it, and it seems like it's up to companies to kind of be the driving force behind helping keep the industry clean. All right. And before I get to the whole, you know, Twitter thing, you and I have been remiss and we've talked about this and then we forget in real time. We have not on a weekly basis been giving credit to our producer, Matt Whitehurst. Mm, yep. You know, shame on us because, you know, all we do is sit here and, and, and gab and then Matt puts it together and it sounds great and comes up with the trumpet for my tangents and all that stuff. So <laughs> Matt, we love you, baby. Sorry. Uh, you know, it's not in just an oversight there, but uh, now the world knows and trumpets for Matt. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't count on this every week. Cause I don't know if I'll remember, but anyway, he is Edmund Novi Williams on the Twitter at Novi underscore Williams. I'm Scott Soshnick on Twitter at Soshnick. Social media editor is Cora Veltman. She likes it when I remind you that the show can be found at Sportacast, which is the hub of what will soon become the Sportico Media Network might have been a little change there. Might have been. Go check it out. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.